welcome to the Carlo Martin podcast, Building Surveying for Professionals and our Building Surveying for Property Manager series. Now, this is a short but nifty series intended to provide easy access information that will help property managers in their day-to-day work. Now, we got Craig White back from Cardo Martin. Um, hi, Craig. Hi, James. Thanks for having me again. Pleasure. Enjoyed the uh, last podcast. And um, this is our second in the series then for the property management specials. And you're going to chat to us today about the importance of planned preventative maintenance, PPMs, but also capital expenditure, CapEx programs as well. So um, we've got a little bit to talk about. We'll still keep it short and, and quick. Uh, kind of like a um, brief lunchtime listen. Before we start, can you give us a briefing on the big issues on your horizon at the moment? And what I'm thinking of taking, extrapolating what we talked about from the last episode, fire safety. So is fire safety still a big issue in your work at the moment? Yeah, I think it is because we're getting loads of requests for proposals to carry out work such as fire stopping, improvement of fire doors, and we are, we are still getting requests for fee proposals and instructions for uh, cladding remediation projects. So that tells me that, you know, um, fire safety is a big thing st- uh, still in the industry and uh, people are trying to, you know, get their works carried out in a timely fashion in order to ensure that they're compliant with necessary regulations. Perfect. Thank you very much uh, for that summary. And maybe it could be one to do on a later episode because this must be hidden from a residential property management perspective, must be a big issue as well. Yeah. So that'd be great. Yeah. yeah, no, that's fine. Kicking off then the um, today's episode. So we talk about PPMs, plan preventive maintenance. We talk about CapEx, capital expenditure. Can you tell us about PPMs from a building surveying perspective? A PPM gives an indication of the likely expenditure for property managers and landlords so that they can plan in the correct fund collections from leaseholders. This is so they can have enough money built up within the pot to uh, allow for certain works to be carried out. So let's just say you've got a flat roof to a building and the life of that flat roof is about 20 years. Plan maintenance program would provide budget costs on what the anticipated costs of the renewal of that element will be. And then what that will do is that will give the property managers indications of the likely costs to be expended on those elements and they'll be able to plan in appropriately the level of collections from the leaseholders to cover that element of work in the next 20 years, let's just say. That will be repeated for all elements of work and where cyclical maintenance is required, where you carry out uh, necessary works to components every few years, say five years or seven years, you can also plan in your ex- your expenditure that way and you can plan in the amount that you're going to be collecting in order to cover cover the cost for those items. With our PPMs, we also give condition survey of the elements. So if we view the roof and we say it's in good condition and it's uh, or it's in poor condition, we also identify that as well. And then where the items are in poor condition, the PPMs should prioritize when the necessary work should be carried out for those elements. Perfect. Thanks, Craig. I think it's worth me highlighting now that there are numerous kind of little uh, sections within our previous podcast about PPMs. So if anyone who's listening wants to check it out, or if you'd like actual kind of more information or Craig to do a tailored one to um, Resi uh, PPMs, let us know on the email and the, in the link and uh, we, can, we can ask him to <laughs> jump on board mm. that particular tablet. But that's great. Put my uh, property manager hat on. And if I'm relatively experienced, I've all have seen probably quite a few different programs, different documents that come in from different companies over the years. I might work for different project, pro, I'm sorry, property managers. I've seen lots of different things. 
I got an idea about what is a useful one, and I've got an idea about what a less useful one is. How do you think I can tell a good program from a bad program? What are the indicators that I should be looking out for? For me, one of the things that I would say is that you want a report or program that you can use, that you can understand, and which you can apply to your necessary situation or costs, etc. What I find a lot of is that there are a lot of PPMs out there that are done, whereas it just includes a lot of jargon, a lot of information that's either irrelevant or the property manager isn't really going to find useful. And it just kind of makes the whole report a little bit complicate, too complicated, where it doesn't really need to be. I think it just needs to be quite simple and succinct. You you talk about a component, you mention what it is, you mention what condition it is, and you mention what you're going to do about it. Whereas a lot of the reports that I find don't really, I mean, a lot of them don't even have condition reports. They just kind of like just go straight into the to the numbers. There's not really any detail or information as to why why they're doing certain things. So there's that element. The other element I've found is that sometimes there are surveying firms where when they're given their costs, they kind of like put their finger in the air and just make up costs like randomly. Whereas the, the right way is to use the BCIS related cost indices that kind of gives industry level costs on what the cost for like meter squared or area. It gives basically detail of what the cost actually is with, uh, at that time within the industry. So sometimes when I see figures and I look at maybe the, the, the measurements, I look deeper and I look at the measurement of that particular item, I struggle sometimes to find out, you know, how they came to that figure. So I, I would say that those two are probably the, the main items, I would say, uh, that are wrong with uh, some of these uh, PPMs where they've been done poorly. They have too much jargon and they're not clear to understand. And the figures that have been provided are not very accurate. I mean, obviously, we're providing budget, budget costs, so it's impossible to be 100% accurate. But if you take the suitable measurements and you use a pricing document, which is used throughout the industry, then you're more than likely going to get a better indication of what the cost actually is. Whereas just putting your finger in the sky and just uh, conjuring figures out of thin air is not re- really the best way to go in preparing a plan made to this program. Yeah, that's, that's useful. I can see now this is about making your life easier. If you, I mean, I always get nervous with numbers anyway, and I get a kind of feeling of agitated um, it's, and a bit more st- stressy about it. So I'm guessing if someone is sitting at their desk getting a bit stressed about it, probably indicative that the um, program is not helping them do their job better. Whereas it sounds like the, from what you've led us through there, that there are clear indicators to say, you should be feeling confident about what the, what's happened. There should be detail. There should be easy to read and understand. And um, it's a document. That's, it's an aid. It's, it's really useful. And thank you for that. What could happen if these programs aren't initiated? Um, so from a cost, pers- cost perspective, um, the property managers would probably find it difficult um, to collect the required or suitable funds in order to cover the renewal or, or maintenance or certain elements of work. If you don't have a program, you have no idea of what sort of funds, what sort of uh, costs you're going to be looking at in the future for the renewal or maintenance of some of your items. If you haven't accounted for any of this work, any of the maintenance or renewals of components, then you're not going to collect sufficient funds uh, in the future to cover those costs, which will mean that when eventually these items do need doing, instead of having the money in the, in the pot in order to cover the cost of these items, you'll then have to 
approached the leaseholders for a special levy, levy to uh, collect funds to cover the cost of those items, which I don't think the leaseholders would be happy about. You know, if you if you're collecting, I don't know, twenty, thirty grand off each property over like a ten year period, then that's obviously going to be a lot more more affordable. But then if you t- if you rock up to a leaseholder and then say, yeah, we need thirty thousand pounds from each of you to carry out certain works, which are now urgent because no planning has been put in place for them to be done, then I can I can see a lot of leaseholders not being happy about that. Uh, from an affordability standpoint. And the question is, well, you're managing our property. You know, why have you not asked for these funds sooner or over a, a timely period so that the, uh, so that the costs, uh, would be more manageable? That's one element I can see. Uh, the other element is by not carrying out, uh, suitable maintenance to your components, you're running the risk of them falling into disrepair. If you've got, say, like timber cladding, for instance, which does require maintenance, coating and maintenance over uh, over a certain period, let's just say it needs to be done every, say, five or five or seven years, and you leave it for 15 years, it's more likely that they're going to fall into disrepair and in poor condition. And whereas pairs would be would have been more likely to have been needed in a five to seven year period. By not doing it after so many years, you're now going to have to allow for them to re- be replaced uh, and renewed, which is going to uh, cost a lot more in the, in the future to do. So I just think that um, by not doing the works, they're going to allow the components to fall into disrepair. And over time, it's going to cost the components are not going to last as long as they as they should. In the long run, it's going to cost this money and components aren't going to last the, the times which they have been reported to last so it sounds like the PPMs and CapEx programs, they're almost like a customer service tool. By spreading the cost out, I know having been on the um, on the receiving end of demands for replacement lifts, I can relate to this and I'm sure literally everybody listening has probably been in a similar situation. So from a customer service perspective, this is a great idea being able to know and spread that cost out. What can I do to get the best results from these programs for my properties? What are the uh, tactics that I as the uh, property manager can employ? My advice is uh, when you're when you're managing a property, uh, make sure that you have a suitable plan maintenance program in place, one that you can understand, one which provides budget costs uh, to the to you to confirm, like you know, when works are to be carried out, when components will need replacing, which can then be used by the property manager to set the service charges to the appropriate levels to allow for the collection of certain funds. And then by doing so, the property manager is doing, doing the right thing by ensuring that the right funds are collected when the time comes when the, those works are required. You're, you should have sufficient money within the uh, sinking fund in order to cover the cost or at least have a significant amount available, which will decrease the amount to the uh, lessees. You're basically ensuring that you're bringing down any need for collection of the leaseholders down to a minimum and ideally you're ensuring that there isn't uh, enough funds in the pot to uh, cover the cost for the works. That's perfect, Craig. Thank you very much for that. Another recommendation I would say is that yeah, um, <clears throat> obviously every year or so there is inflation, there is and and there is changes in the market and with the current with the current situation, you know, in the construction industry, uh, cost of materials and labor is very volatile. So what I would recommend uh, right now is that. What I would recommend now is that the plan maintenance program should be updated by the surveyor 
on a regular basis. So uh, every few years, I would say you should be, so you get, so let's just say you get a plan maintenance program carried out this year. I would say that uh, after maybe two or three years, you should be also getting that surveyor to come back and update the figures. So they take into account, you know, um, inflation uh, at the time, and then also the changes in material costs and labor costs, and then they will be applied to the, to the costs of the CapEx accordingly. Perfect. Th- thanks, Greg. Craig, thanks for joining us on the uh, podcast. Actually, this is the second of the uh, the new property manager series. So I'm really excited to be bringing this to our listeners and the residential property management community as a whole. Um, so thanks for joining us and getting involved. Thank you very much, James. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a good good session and glad to give my my thoughts and my opinions on 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 such a big topic. Yeah, it is a big topic. It's, it's got me thinking actually about just the sheer scale and scope and advantages of um, PPM's CapEx and the, and the planning in general. Mm. Now, you've been tuned into Cardo Martin's Building Surveying for Professionals podcast and our series dedicated to the world of residential property management. Thanks for listening.